0: Hey there, I'm excited to be here today to answer the question, how can I make a quick and healthy dinner for my family? I'm going to share with you three super practical ways that you can start making faster and healthier dinners today. So my three steps that we're going to dive into are one, how to effectively plan ahead, two, how to find truly fast recipes, and three, simple ways to start cooking faster today. Let's dive in. Hi there, I'm Amy. I'm a mom, a natural food chef, and the host of the Feel Good Family Food podcast. Just like you, I have more to do in a day than can possibly get done. And kids who say their favorite foods are things like gummy bread, pretzels, of course, and ice cream, yummy. On this podcast, I'm using my 10 years of professional food experience plus real world nutrition to help real parents more easily feed their families healthy food more often. Stick with me for tips, tricks, and actionable steps to start feeling good about feeding your family. All right, so this question of how can I make a quick and healthy dinner for my family is one that I get quite often, and frankly, it is one that I've struggled with myself. So before we had kids, take you back five years ago, I still loved cooking, um, but I was working full time, albeit in a grocery store, but working full time and. One of the things that I so distinctly remember is that it would get to dinner time and we'd look at each other with this question of like, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? And luckily at the time we lived down the street from a grocery store so we could walk ourselves over and get what we needed. But things shifted pretty rapidly once we had kids. We realized that we could no longer be planning last minute when we got home from picking him up from the nanny at six o'clock, we couldn't be asking ourselves, what are we gonna have for dinner tonight? We couldn't be spending time walking down the street and then making dinner and still make it to bedtime on time. And we certainly couldn't afford to keep ordering in every night that we hadn't effectively planned for what was for dinner that night. So the steps that I'm gonna share with you today are some that I have perfected over time Listen, we still have dinner time scramble in my house, but it is few and far between. And I attribute it to these three steps that I'm sharing with you today, that we now have not always a gourmet, but always a clear plan for what we're going to have for dinner. And there's always something that I can feel good about on the table. Just to be clear, feeling good doesn't mean that every meal is perfect. It doesn't mean that every meal is fantastic or that everyone loves it. It means that I have made a choice for what's for dinner. I feel good about what I'm serving. And whether they eat it or not is up to them. And if you have more questions about that system, you can go back to some of my past episodes, which I'll link to in the show notes at cookingwasafullplate.com slash quick healthy dinner. So let's start with step one, which is effective ways to plan ahead. Now, listen, I get... That meal planning isn't how you want to spend your time. I understand that it doesn't feel sexy to have to decide seven days ahead of time what you're going to want to have for dinner. I have struggled with the same thing. So I have gone through periods where I am like the best meal planner. I say the best in quotation marks because for me, the, the system that like everyone aspires to it is not actually the best system. And let me tell you what that looks like. So Most folks that I meet who are like, I'm meal planning now, they go and they write down what they're going to have on a calendar every breakfast and lunch and dinner, and they have a plan for every specific thing. The problem that I have with this is twofold. The first is that our brains don't work this way. So we are humans who are full of cravings and whose schedule is always changing, especially once we have kids. And it's not realistic to be deciding ahead of time exactly what we're having at every single meal. At least it's not for me. The second piece of the challenge when it comes to meal planning this way is that it starts to make folks think that they need to be cooking for every single meal or that they need something new and innovative for all of these different sort of eating events in their life. I have seen firsthand that this is not only super challenging, but it can actually get quite expensive too. When I used to train healthy eating in person, we had this challenge and it was a meal plan created By someone else. And I would hand out this meal plan to folks. And I got feedback that people were spending hours in the kitchen trying to make this meal plan, which had distinct meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner throughout the week as people undertook this lifestyle change. Not only that, but it was costing them hundreds of dollars in the first weeks to get all of the ingredients that they would need. Now, my explanation for this was, of course, it like falls off over time and you'll start amassing the things that you need, like spices and vinegars and oils and those kinds of things. But the truth is that most of us don't have the time or money to dedicate to being unique and creative and passionate about every single meal. And so the method of meal planning that I've settled on and that I use in planning meals for my Clean Place Happy Parents membership group is actually pretty straightforward. It's kind of unsexy and it's very, very simple. And I'm going to share it with you right now. So the first thing is to be super realistic in your meal planning. So I like to take a look at my calendar and say, like, how many meals do we actually need this week? And you'll notice that I don't say where, what exactly are we going to eat every night based on what we have going on, but I'd rather take kind of like a macro perspective of like, what do we have going on this week? How many meals are we not going to be home for? Don't need to plan those. The second is that I then take this template that simply has breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So there are no days associated with it. It is just a section for breakfast, a section for lunch, and a section for dinner. And as the freebie for today's episode, I'm sharing with you this totally adorable template that I had made. Again, if you go to cookingwithafullplate.com slash quick, healthy dinner, you're going to find that template that you can download. And it's a really cute, fun way that you can sit down with your family and you can just fill in what you're going to be making that week. Now, the reason I divide it into breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but I don't put specific days, is for all those reasons I shared before. I am not inclined to need to know every single day exactly what we're having. And in fact, I often find planning to a T more of an impediment to following through with my plan than it is a help. So, what I do each week is pick one make ahead breakfast each week, one make ahead lunch, and that is a parent lunch. And I'll talk about kids' lunches in just a minute. And then I pick three dinners that we're going to have that week. Now you might be thinking like we're going to eat at home more than 3 nights. Yeah, probably. How do I handle that? Well, I have found that when I plan more than 3 dinners either for myself or for my clients in my meal planning membership, they struggle to make it happen and there is nothing worse than wasted food. So I don't know about you, but if I'm going to waste money waste money on food, I would rather have it be in the form of eating out than food that we don't actually end up using. And so three nights is a sweet spot that I found because even if you miss a couple nights at the beginning of the week unexpectedly, you still have time to use the ingredients before they go bad. And it allows for space for either leftovers, for an easy takeout, um, for an easy freezer meal from something you made or something that you have purchased, or perhaps it's just like eating leftovers or throwing something together or doing a snack dinner, which is something that we love in our house, and I'll share some photos of in the show notes. So there are all kinds of options to fill in those other nights, but by holding myself to three dinners per week, I find that it's really realistic and it doesn't scare me so much that I then don't want to follow through with it. So if you are guilty of planning seven dinners in a week and then wasting ingredients because you don't always end up making them, I would encourage you to try three dinners next week. Try planning three dinners and see what happens and then come back and let me know. So I'm just briefly going to talk on breakfast and lunch since our topic today is quick and healthy dinners, but I like one make ahead breakfast because I have plenty of breakfast options that my kids will eat. Normally Dave's killer bagels with cream cheese, but Beyond that, um, this week in the membership, I have like breakfast parfaits. So it's just yogurt and berries and granola. You can see that it doesn't involve a lot of work. Um, sometimes it's egg cups or something like that. It doesn't involve a lot of work, but it allows me to know that I want to make that thing so that I can include it in my ingredients for the week. Lunches, I said that I only plan my lunches. That's because I cook one thing for lunches. And then I eat it all throughout the week. So this week in the meal plan, we're doing um, crunchy cashew salad. It's actually a recipe from Pinch of Yum that I'll link to in the show notes. And I love this recipe because you can dress it. You can make it ahead of time. It's full of veggies and it makes it really easy for me to eat throughout the week without like getting to lunchtime and being like, oh no, what am I going to eat? I got to go pick up the kids or (laughs) whatever thing you're rushing off to here. Um, For kids' lunches, I plan really simply. I have one fruit, one vegetable, one protein, and a sandwich at each meal, and then like a little treat. I use the Bengo kids' lunch boxes, and I plan that into our meal plan as well. But it's actually quite simple because my kids don't mind eating the same thing over and over again. And you better believe that I do not mind serving them the same thing over and over again. It keeps it really easy. And then I have those three dinners. So on the menu this week, for me, are salmon tacos with Cilantro, lime slaw, fried rice, super easy. This is a really easy recipe. And then Greek burgers with feta and sun dried tomatoes that are being served as a salad. All very simple recipes, all things that we could eat kind of most nights of the week, and all things that are done in honestly like 30 minutes or less with probably about 10 minutes of hands on time. And that is a really important distinction for me. So that brings us to the next step. So the first step being effectively plan ahead. And I shared with you that you should use a template, which I have one available for you if you'd like to use mine. I would suggest not planning day by day, but rather looking at the week as a whole. And I would love if you would give this one make-ahead breakfast, one make-ahead lunch, and then three dinners for the week planning and see how that works for you. See if setting the bar a little bit lower actually makes you more effective in making quick and healthy meals for your family. It has been my finding that that is true, but I wanna hear how it works for you. So let me know. So step number two is um, that you're going to need to know how to find truly fast recipes. So what am I talking about with a truly fast recipe? Picture this with me. I've seen it in action. You get blue apron or you pick out a recipe that says it's a 20 minute recipe. You start following the instructions and you suddenly find that you were supposed to have a bunch of stuff chopped in order to order to make this 20 minute recipe. Your chopping skills are not fantastic yet. Cause you haven't spent a lot of time building them. And an hour later you have whining kids hanging, hanging at your feet. You are like checking your watch and you are cursing the recipe because it took you way longer than you anticipated. And now everyone's hungry and you're relying on peanut butter and jelly for dinner, right? We've all been there. The thing is, is that I have found that picking truly fast recipes, recognizing them beyond just what someone tells you is the amount of prep time for a recipe is a key skill to making fast and healthy dinners for your family. So how do you do that? I am going to give you my secret three-step formula for doing this. And I hope that will be helpful for you as you pick recipes. But of course, just in case you need a little bit of help, I'm also going to share some of my favorite truly 20-minute recipes with you in those show notes, cookingwithfullplate.com slash quick healthy dinner. All right. So how do you pick an actual 20-minute meal that is going to help you avoid the dreaded dinner frenzy? Here are my three tricks. The first is that you want to look for a recipe that has no more than seven to 10 ingredients. I know that there are some fantastic recipes out there and seven to 10 isn't like some magical number, but I think that keeping this number of ingredients in mind is a good way to wrap your head around the fact that the more ingredients, the more steps you likely need to take to get those ingredients into the meal. And my finding has been that so often the challenge in making a fast dinner is actually in the chopping and prepping part of things, not in the actual cooking. Like you can't make meat cook any faster than how it cooks, but you can reduce the amount of onions and garlic and carrots and, um, you know, match thick bell peppers that you need to make for a recipe. And that reduction of cutting goes a long way to reducing the overall time that it takes you to actually make a recipe. So less than seven to 10 ingredients. The second is that I look for no detailed instructions in the ingredient list. So this is something that is a little bit better visually. So I've already said it, cookingwithfullplate.com slash quick healthy dinner. You're going to find out what this actually looks like, but I will explain it to you just so you can have like a little bit of a picture is that you want to look for something that says like onions, carrots avocado. I don't know what we're making, but it has onions and carrots and avocado instead of onions, finely diced, carrots, julienne, avocado, cut into rose shapes, right? (laughs) Because all of those steps are actually making the recipe more complicated. And my finding has been that many recipe writers, especially recipes that you are just picking from the internet, No shame in that game. I write recipes on the internet. But recipes you're randomly picking from the internet, when they are included in the ingredient list that the recipe writer has not necessarily considered all the time that it's going to take you, specifically you, with your skills to actually cut those things and then to put them in the recipe. And the truth is, is that I am a much faster cutter, chopper, chef than (laughs) My husband is, because I have spent thousands upon thousands of hours doing this, right? So it's not about being ashamed of that. It's not about worrying about it. It's about owning it and saying, like, I don't have the capacity to chop lots of things, so I'm going to look for recipes that don't, one, assume that I'm very fast at it to be able to make this in the amount of time that they say, and two, that I don't need to do a ton of it. Side note is that there is also no shame in buying, like, pre-chopped onions or using frozen veggies or finding ways to cut down on the chopping requirements for recipes in your own way. So if the recipe is very complex and you see you're going to have to chop onions and minced garlic and all of those things, feel free to use the resources at your disposal, meaning buying pre-chopped things where possible if that's going to make the recipe faster, especially if it's an involved recipe. So first is you're looking for recipes with less than seven to 10 ingredients. Second is looking for no detailed instructions in the ingredient list. And the third is stop using recipes altogether. I know that's really scary. I, before I went to my culinary program, was convinced that I was never going to be able to cook without a recipe. I'm talking like could not bake chicken without a recipe because I couldn't remember what temperature it's supposed to be at and how long it was going to take. I'm here to tell you that the more you cook, the more you can put foods together without a recipe. And the more you embrace the need not to have like perfect gourmet dinners, the more easily you can put random things together and call it dinner. So I've already given an example and I'm going to share that photo of snack dinner, which is in regular rotation in our house, probably at least once a week, maybe once every couple of weeks, definitely a staple in our house because at the end of the day, all you need is something balanced. Some other examples of things that I like are like pasta with frozen veggies and maybe some meat if we're having meat that night and jarred pasta sauce. By the way, we always use rouse. It's worth the $9. Side note. Um, Other things that we love are like chicken with frozen veggies with curry paste and coconut milk. That is a recipe that you can make without a recipe, right? Like you put those things together, you learn the formula for yourself, and then you always have an option for dinner on hand. Another one that we love to make is like a can of black beans, frozen brown rice, salsa, and avocado, and now you have burrito bowls, right? So where you are not having to reference a recipe, where you are not having to make decisions, where you are just putting things together to make a meal – it's going to be even faster than, say, following someone's instructions and going step by step and layering the flavors. Now, the result is not as exciting, is not as exciting as what you find on Pinterest. True. But we are talking fast and healthy dinners here. So we're not trying to make Pinterest, Instagram-worthy dinners. We're trying to make a fast, healthy meal that our family is going to maybe enjoy depending on how they're feeling that day, but that we feel good about serving, right? Feel good family food. We feel good about serving it. Um, So the way that I think about meals without a recipe is via a very simple formula. Are you ready? You should take notes on this. I'm just kidding. It's super simple. (laughs) Is Think of a carb, preferably a wholesome carb, brown rice, sweet potato, mm, quinoa, millet, whole grain bread. Think of a protein, beans, eggs, beef, chicken, fish. Think of a fat, avocado, olive oil, dressing, a healthy dressing. I like the Primal Palate dressings. Take those three things and put them together. Put some sort of sauce or flavoring on it. That could be hot sauce. That could be some soy sauce mixed with sesame oil. That could be- curry paste in coconut milk, like I was talking about earlier, that could be salsa, to bring the flavors together and you have a meal. That's all a meal is, right? We've just like made it so complicated in our heads. So this is how you're going to find truly fast recipes is by picking recipes that have less than 7 to 10 ingredients. Looking to make sure that they don't have detailed instructions in the ingredient list. And again, you can go to the show notes if you want to see an example of what I'm talking about and get a list of fast, healthy dinners that I have picked out. And then the final thing is don't be afraid to start using things that are already on hand, using that carb, protein, fat, sauce formula to put together really fast meals that you don't feel like you have to follow instructions on, chop lots of things, be super novel and gourmet. Here's dinner, guys. That's often my attitude. And my husband and I have this joke. He hates when I say this. Sorry, babe. Um, Is that I'll tell him, I'll put something in front of him and I'll be like, I don't want critiques on this meal. Now, of course, I'm in a unique situation that I write about food for a living. So of course, I am often looking for his input, but I'll be like, this is not a critique worthy meal. Please just eat it. That's what we all need to embrace if we want to serve fast, healthy dinners to our family and have time for all the other things that are really important to us. So that is number two. Number one, effectively planning ahead. Number two, how to find truly fast recipes. We've covered that. And number three is use small hacks to cook faster. What the heck am I talking about? Small hacks to cook faster. I've already said that it is nearly impossible to make meat cook any faster than it's already going to. We will talk Instant Pot another day because I know that someone's going to say, What about the Instant Pot? I have many thoughts on the Instant Pot, but it's not here. So the ways that you can cook faster, these hacks to help you cook faster. Number one is to get really comfortable with chopping. You do not work in a French restaurant. I do not work in a French restaurant. I actually don't care what your onions and your garlic and all of those things look like. Here's what matters. You need to be really comfortable chopping so that you don't chop any fingers. The second thing about it is that you're going to want to like know the basics of shapes of things for what you're cooking. And the third, what I always tell people is by cutting things into similar sized pieces, they are going to cook more evenly. So if you're cooking carrots and onion and celery together, they're going to cook more evenly, more similarly, if you have them at relatively the same size. It actually doesn't matter what size they are beyond your preference for like, do you want your soup to have really fine pieces of things or do you want it to have big chunks of things? Beyond that, having them be the same size is going to help them cook more evenly. And that's really the only thing that matters in both getting the recipe on the table and having it taste good. The second hack for cooking faster is to practice good setup techniques. Now, good setup techniques are something that you would call in a professional kitchen, like setting up your mise en place, Um, having everything ready to go. We are not that fancy because we are cooking for four-year-olds in most cases. I don't really care if you chop everything ahead of time or that it looks really nice or it looks beautiful, but I have found and I've gotten feedback from folks who have followed this method that you will cook faster if you set up your cooking station effectively. And here's what it looks like. A large cutting board that isn't slipping away. I love the Epicurean cutting boards with silicone sides to help them from slipping, keep them from slipping. They are not cheap, but they do go in the dishwasher. So in my book, the fact that they go in the dishwasher and they last a long time makes them worthwhile. If you have a large cutting board that slips away and you don't want to get a new one, wet a kitchen towel, just like slightly damp, and put it under your cutting board. Because chasing a cutting board takes time and it reduces your effectiveness in chopping and it makes it more dangerous. So make sure your cutting board isn't slipping away. Have a sharp chef's knife. I love one that is not very expensive by um, Victoria Knox. I'll link to that in the show notes. Have a garbage bowl. This is something I learned from Rachel Ray, who is, by the way, the first person who taught me to cook. And she uses a garbage bowl. The cool thing about a garbage bowl, it's actually really obvious once you learn this technique, is that you are not running across your kitchen to throw things in the trash. And you are constantly cleaning off your cutting board, so You have space to work. This is why you want a large cutting board too. So that you have room to work with things and you're not spending all your time like trying to find a small piece of real estate where you can actually chop things effectively. And then the final piece is to always have a kitchen towel. In professional kitchens, kitchen towels are like treasure. Like you hoard kitchen towels because you never know when you're going to run out. And they're the best thing for like cleaning off your kitchen space for wiping out a pan, for doing whatever you need to do. We use them to like take things out of the oven. So have a kitchen towel, have a large cutting board that's not slipping around, have a sharp chef's knife and get yourself a garbage bowl. You know what a garbage bowl is? It's a random mixing bowl. That's the right size for how much garbage you're going to have. And the amount of garbage you have depends on whether you're like cutting a watermelon or cutting an onion, right? Fairly obvious. And then the final piece of cooking faster, the final hack for cooking faster, which is our last tip, is to clean as you go. I know that this is like not fun. And I always hated when people told me, just clean as you go. I am not a clean cook. I make a big mess. I have shared a meme and I'll put it in the show notes because it just makes me laugh every time of like um, chef from the Muppets throwing flour around. Like that's often what I look like in the kitchen when I'm trying a new recipe. But if I want to make a fast and healthy dinner and then not spend the night cleaning up the mess that I've made, here are some of the things that work best for me. One is to make sure you have that kitchen space set up that you're working directly into a garbage bowl so that can go into the compost and get out of your house right away. You're not like sorting through it at the end. The second is to wipe things down. The third is to start with an empty dishwasher. Start your cooking with, space to actually put things in the dishwasher because then I give them a quick rinse and I throw them in the dishwasher and I'm not having to actually like do dishes on top of that or I'm not filling my counter and then having to empty the dishwasher and then fill it again. So I run our dishwasher every night. I try my best to empty it as one of the first things I do every morning so that I can work into the dishwasher throughout the day as I cook different meals, run the dishwasher at night, and then in the morning, everything's ready and I can do it all over again. I know this is not like a sexy solution and I wish that I could tell you that someone could just do it for you. But the reality is, is that, um, If you want to cook faster, you need to clean faster, too. I consider cleaning part of cooking because it's not like some fun extra thing I get to do. And I have heard from many of you that one of your biggest barriers to cooking is actually the cleanup that happens afterwards. So by having a large cutting board, by cleaning it off as you go, by working into that garbage bowl, and then by working directly into the dishwasher, you are going to save yourself so much time on not just cooking, but also on cleaning. So these are my three tips for fast and healthy dinners. I know that there are lots of nuances in here and lots of tips that I shared. If you feel like you want to go back and read some of them as well as see some of like the videos and photos of resources that I shared in addition to some fast and healthy recipes that I have pre-tested and know that you can make quickly at home, you can go to cookingwithfullplate.com slash quick, healthy dinner. I hope today's episode was helpful for you. At that link that I just shared with you, you are going to find my meal planning template where you can quickly plan out your breakfast, your lunch, and your three dinners that you're going to make each week. And your action for this week goes right along with that. So I want you to plan a make-ahead breakfast a make-ahead lunch, and three quick and healthy dinners using the techniques that I've shared here today around planning ahead, finding truly fast recipes, and cooking faster. And then will you share a photo of that with me, you can either tag me, um, Healthy Food for Busy Families on Facebook, or Cooking with a Full Plate on Instagram. I'm going to be looking there. I would love to share what you have created so that other folks can get ideas for quick, healthy recipes that they can make for their family at home. And I look forward to talking to you next Tuesday. Take care.